Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on Memorial Day weekend. And if you want to know what a podcaster with a cold sounds like, keep listening, because that would be me. My name is Patty. The shop is Herbs to Your Health. Our phone number is 724-836-7440. Our website is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. First story comes from a person with a cold sore. Um, This person said she researched uh, all the cold sore treatments. Many of them were very expensive. She said, hey, wait a second, I have uh, silver gel. So she decided to put silver gel on it. And all of the things she read about to buy that were expensive, pharmaceuticals, um, she said they shortened the duration of the cold sore from I forget how many days to how many days, like by half. And she said it was, it definitely was shortened by half. It just... um, faded. She said it just kind of faded. She kept putting silver gel on it. So let's not forget about our silver liquid, our silver gel. I'm going to suggest stockpiling it. Just keep as much as you can. Um, Not that I am a proponent of fear. I am not. I think it's important to take all of your supplements all the time. I would be stockpiling vitamin C and zinc and VSC and antivirals. Um, I heard that high level government people, and I heard this about a a different country's government, uh, preparing for the next bioweapon to be released. So I heard at the beginning of the year that there was going to be another pandemic I say let's just all kind of get prepared, no fear whatsoever. I had a consultation with a 65-year-old woman who's, eh, she's a on-again, off-again supplement taker. She said to me, and this is a quote, I can't take everything you recommend because I can't digest it. And I said, how do you know that? And more follow-up questions later, it kind of seemed like she needed to take enzymes. I said, well, you are you taking your food enzymes or proactazyme or PDA or whatever you have? Are you taking those? And she said she had not been. Digestion is the foundation of good health. Uh, many people have stomach problems these days, followed by liver problems. And when you hear people saying, well, my gallbladder acted up, I had to get it removed. The gallbladder is accused of being at the scene of the crime, which it's really the liver. So if you can't assimilate your nutrients very well, you won't be well. If the stomach isn't healthy, the rest of the digestive system and body can't be healthy. Samuel Thompson, one of my favorite old time herbalists from the early 1800s, said the stomach was the key to health and that problems with the stomach led to every other health problem. So what does the stomach do for us? It secretes hydrochloric acid and pepsin. 
for protein digestion. It has a highly acidic pH and it begins the process of protein digestion and mineral assimilation. Low stomach acid is very common in people over 30, uh, under 32. Um, acid indigestion means too little acid. Acid acts as a natural antibiotic, so it'll kill bacteria, but good bacteria survive stomach acid. Sm small intestine bacterial overgrowth, or SIBO, is caused by bacteria not getting killed in the stomach. And yeast infections are caused by stomach acid being inhibited. Acid forming foods are a problem for the stomach. So when you, see, you drive you know, down the highway and see long lines at the um, drive-through places, fast food places, you know people are eating acid-forming foods. And meat, when you see people in the grocery store with a cart full of meat, um, they're acid form, very, very, very acid-forming. So the acid-forming foods we wanna have at sometimes, they would call them sometime, I call them anyway, sometimes foods. Um, eggs are kind of acid-forming, but they're, the health benefits are numerous for um, farm eggs, you know, the pasture-raised organic farm eggs. So food enzymes is really your best bet. Don't be shy, take a lot. The effects of low hydrochloric acid means that you're not gonna have enough uh, minerals because your body can't absorb iron, copper, calcium, zinc, B12, folate, and other things. Adequate stomach acid prevents bacteria from migrating up from the colon. There's a cascade of effects from stomach problems. Almost everyone with chronic health problems has low stomach acid. I remember some lady told me she got over the flu by taking, uh, I don't know, six to 12 food enzymes three times a day. So if you have asthma, COPD, digestive problems, gas, bloating, acid reflux, leaky gut, heart problems, um, heart palpitations, structural problems, bone and joint problems, poor muscle tone, serious immune problems, autoimmune disorder, cancer, that means you have stomach problems. So um, digestive, in, you know, in the natural health world, world, we have heard, well, I've heard it since the 70s, you are what you eat, um, I say you are what you digest. So the best quality food won't do your body any good if you can't digest it. And many, many people suffer from deficiencies of enzymes or hydrochloric acid, which prevent them from breaking down the, the food they eat into the nutrients they need. So if you have any kind of stomach upset, even from taking supplements, um, you know, gas or bloating or belching or 
feel, feeling sleepy after meals uh, means you're not digesting your protein and carbohydrates. Even brittle fingernails and hair problems goes to the stomach. The health of every living thing depends on enzymes. When you think of enzymes, you can think of them as little tiny engines of life performing thousands of essential tasks that keep you alive. The blueprint for building enzymes is found in your DNA. Reading the DNA code, your body synthesizes over 3,000 different enzymes by assembling long strings of amino acids that form three-dimensional structures. These structures have the ability to combine substances or take them apart. They make the substances the body needs and break down what the body doesn't need. All living things contain enzymes and those found in plants may have nutritional and health benefit. Raw food contains live enzymes, which are usually destroyed when the food is cooked. So if you're eating a 70 to 80% raw diet, I would say I would still take the enzymes, which I do. Um, but if you have a smoothie for breakfast, like Nature's Harvest and Avia protein powder and all of the other stuff you put in there, that's assuming you eat three meals a day, uh, that's one third of your, your meals will be um, not cooked, you know, raw foods. So, and, and then you can add the uh, enzyme rich foods, fresh raw fruits and vegetables that really help your digestion. So that when you eat your mouth, stomach, pancreas, intestines, secrete enzymes and other substances to, um, you know, break down the food. Digestion begins in the mouth as we chew food thoroughly and break it into smaller pieces. Saliva contains a starch digesting enzyme, which acts in the alkaline environment of the saliva to break down starches into simple sugars. Then the stomach, which uh, good functioning stomach, secretes hydrochloric acid and pepsin to break down the food into smaller portions. And then when the food enters the small intestine, pancreatic enzymes and bile salts are secreted. So it, it, in the stomach, it's very acidic because the hydrochloric acid has to um, prepare the, the minerals for absorption then when the food goes to the small intestine, this changes the pH back to an alkaline environment. Enzymes from the pancreas finish the process of protein digestion, converting the protein fragments into amino acids. Pancreatic enzymes also break fats down into fatty acids and glycerin. They also break down starches not broken down by the saliva into disaccharides or complex sugars. Enzymes are also secreted by the small intestines. So, you know, when you think about all the things that happen in the digestive system, 
And then you hear people's stories of how they had, I don't even know what kind, any kind of surgeries to remove something or uh, reconnect or dissect or I don't even, you know, I barely listen when people start talking about surgeries. Um, <clears throat> you wonder what makes them think they can mess up the organs and the, the system so much. So, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> if you have low stomach acid, um, it allows overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestines. Low stomach acid makes it difficult to digest protein, absorb minerals, that weakens the entire body. That's why antacid use is associated with increased risk for osteoporosis, arthritis, um, structural problems, you know, all that stuff. And P.S. if you take the uh, purple pill or whatever, those even over-the-counter antacids, uh, they cause lots of other things. And if you watch TV, you can get in on a class action settlement, hopefully. Or don't take them in the first place. Take food enzymes. The purple pill turns off hydrochloric acid. And then the nutrients don't get into the cells. So why wouldn't the purple pill cause cancer? Um, it's a malnourished, you're living in a malnourished body if you take all that stuff. I say take food enzymes or uh, other ones. Food enzymes are digestive enzymes, bile salts, and hydrochloric acid for a weakened digestive system. Anybody past 30 probably has a weakened digestive system. By the time you reach 40 or 50, and you have, if you have a poor quality diet, and you have stress, and you have additives and chemicals, um, then you're gonna have some real health problems, probably starting with digestive problems. So when people's digestive systems become weaker, they may experience frequent acid in indigestion. As I said, it's not due to an overactive digestive function, but rather due to the increasing acidity of the body tissues from acid waste brought on by poor diet and digestion. If you take those antacids, that just makes the problem worse. Food enzymes contains the digestive enzymes and substances the body uses to break down the food we eat. It helps the stomach, the pancreas, and the gallbladder, and helps them digest proteins, fats, and starches. It also helps the body assimilate minerals, which is, as we know, very, very, very important. So it would help with those digestive problems like heartburn, belching, bloating, bad breath, general digestive upset, 
It can also be used for reducing allergic responses. And even if you have some serious disease labels that have been put upon you by someone else, uh, it's going to help you. So I say take that. Well, it has um, hydrochloric acid. It's really necessary for, the, for digesting proteins. And if you have GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease, or acid reflux, which is like chronic um, stomach acid coming up from the stomach into the esophagus, if you've ever had that, you know, even once or twice in your life, you know, that burns like, oh my goodness. So that's why I personally keep a bottle of stomach comfort in the refrigerator. And so I can go and take one, one or two of those if that ever happens. I'm going to say maybe once every other year or every year, once a year, maybe. Can you believe that people get that every time they eat? So hydrochloric acid can relieve GERD, uh, not by reducing stomach acid, but by increasing it. And whenever you tell people that, they say, I don't wanna increase my stomach acid, I have too much. And you know, you try to explain to them, no, you have too little. Well then why is it coming up? I have too much. Okay, uh, so if you have that I mean, it's a, it's a common misconception that has been strongly reinforced by the conventional medical profession whose practitioners routinely prescribe stomach and, and acid-blocking medications. Strangely enough, the symptoms of stomach acid overproduction and underproduction are identical but because the American public overconsumes unhealthy food at an alarming rate, the routine use of acid blockers is highly profitable, providing instant relief for many sufferers. And that's the other thing that we are uh, kind of spoiled into instant relief. And if you compare people who have had herniated discs, the people who got surgery to correct the herniated disc. Um, instant relief. In the they'd say in the recovery room, I was completely out of pain compared to someone who did not have disc surgery. Long term, the person people, I should say, people who did not have disc surgery have um, happier lives because their backs feel good. And the people who got the surgery had recurrences, most of them, I'm not saying everybody, but the ones who I've, I've talked to. Okay, so another digestive enzyme um, combination we can use is proactazyme. It's a full spectrum enzyme supplement. It has um, proteases, which break down proteins into single amino acids that make it make them to be really absorbable by the body. 
and there's amylase, glucoamylase. Um, amylase breaks down glycogen and starches and carbohydrates. Um, glucoamylase breaks down starches that occur in high amounts like corn, potatoes, and rice. Lipase is a uh, fat-digesting enzyme. Cellulase breaks down otherwise indigestible fiber found in fruits and vegetables. It has beetroot, dandelion root, fennel seeds, ginger, and a couple other things. A really, really good digestive supplement. Uh, bromelain is another, bromelain is in, is it in food enzymes, I think, uh, but that will help. Oh, bromelain is actually in skeletal strength. So when you take skeletal strength, it, you know, it has a lot of minerals in it. It has the enzymes that'll break down the minerals. So um, bromelain is anti-inflammatory. It helps reduce swelling. It's good for osteoarthritis. So regular supplementation with digestive enzymes takes the stress off the pancreas and the entire body by providing the enzymes required for digestion. In other words, taking proactozyme and food enzymes may be one of the best insurance policies you can give your body so you can enjoy a long and healthy life. Add life to your years and years to your life. Um, the short-term benefits, of course, are a significant reduction in indigestion and heartburn, um, diminished food allergies, relief from acid reflux and ulcers even. Uh, I used to not recommend putting hydrochloric acid in when people had ulcers. So you can actually start out with gastro health, which is really helpful, and then go on to the enzymes. And whenever I talk about enzymes, I remember a customer from a long time ago named Ray who said anyone who has any understand something to the effect of this, of health, has to be taking enzyme supplements with every meal they eat. Uh, if you, He said if you think that all the enzymes are good for those digestive problems like acid reflux, etc., cetera, uh, you've missed the point. A person's lifespan may be directly related to the exhaustion of their enzyme potential. So the use of food enzymes decreases that rate of exhaustion and thus results in a longer, healthier, more vital life. So maybe that is an oversimplification, but uh, sounds true to me. And I just wanted to talk about uh, a really good form of potassium and it's called, it's a combination, it's called combination potassium. So we need potassium to regulate water balance, acid pH, you know, the levels of acidity, blood pressure, and neuromuscular function. 
It also plays a critical role in the transmission of electrical impulses in the heart. It's also required for carbohydrate and protein metabolism. If you use a lot of salt, that is to say processed salt, uh, in the cylindrical blue container, do not buy that, do not use it, pitch it. Don't use salt in restaurants, that's what they fill those salt shakers with. So that can reduce your uh, potassium, uh, you know, mess up your sodium-potassium Im imbalance. It has um, potassium in a base of kelp, alfalfa, dulse, white cabbage leaf, horseradish, and horsetail. And uh, women, postmenopausal women, we need it for our bones. We all need it for our bones. Okay, I just wanted to uh, spend my last few minutes, if you can stand me talking like I have my hand over my nose. I do not. <laughs> it's what a cold does. Um, talking about solitude. First of all, let me just say that keeping your body healthy is an expression of gratitude to the whole cosmos. The trees, the clouds, the earth, everything. It's an expression of gratitude to the divine universe and to all the other 8 billion people on the earth. So how can we achieve that? Of course, taking our supplements, positive thoughts, but think about solitude. It's the state of being alone. Um, some people think of it as a bad thing or, you know, they always have to have something on in the background, some kind of noise on in the background. I know people who go home and immediately turn the TV on. That would uh, literally drive me crazy. And I have a, a friend, well, she's a customer also and a friend, and her husband has the TV up as high as it can go all the time. And she said she just has um, goes in another room, puts the noise-canceling headphones on, and then she can have her solitude. It's uh, Solitude isn't isolation or social rejection or loneliness. It's... Um, a psychological experience that can have beneficial effects on health. It's, it's not a distressed feeling. Um, it actually can, just 15 minutes, like it kind of has a deactivation effect. So if there was too much, like people get um, overhyped, like excitement or um, anxiety, solitude really, really, really helps. It's a, it's a restful activity. You could use your solitude to meditate. Um, it, there's nothing negative about it. I know people say, well, it's, you know, I need to have other people around. That's fine. Um, but you, in solitude, you, distance yourself from uh, technology, other people, noise, sound. If you want to hear the birds chirping, that's a good thing. 
sitting outside is good. It's you could use it for introspection, um, being mindful, and then you exit your solitude. Just a little uh, information on solitude. Give it a try. Thank you so much for listening to me and putting up with my uh, cold, which we hope will be better soon. And thanks to all of the veterans who we celebrate Memorial Day for. Have a wonderful weekend, and hopefully I will be back with you sometime in the future. Bye.